friends, our second lesson is from the seventh chapter of John's Gospel, verses 37 through 52. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the spirit, which believers in him were to receive. For as yet there was no spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. When they heard these words, some in the crowd said, This is really the prophet. Others said, This is the Messiah. But some asked, Surely the Messiah does not come from Galilee, does he? Has not the scripture said that the Messiah is descended from David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David lived? So there was a division in the crowd because of him. Some of them wanted to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him. Then the temple police went back to the chief priests and Pharisees who asked them, why did you not arrest him? The police answered, never has anyone spoken like this. Then the Pharisees replied, surely you have not been deceived too. Has any one of the authorities or of the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd, which does not know the law, they are accursed. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus before and who was one of the Pharisees, he asked them, Our law does not judge people without first giving them a hearing to find out what they are doing, does it? They replied, Surely you are not also from Galilee, are you? Search and you will see that no prophet is to arise from Galilee. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, in the words of Holy Scripture, we hear your word of life and love for all of humanity. And so we pray that your Holy Spirit would be in this, the proclamation of the word, that everything that we hear would be only of you, that everything else would fall away, and that we would be transformed in our hearts and minds. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Sarah was a young mother when she got the most unimaginable news. Her beloved parents were out running errands one day and they were in a car accident and they both died. Both of her parents, the pillars of her life, were gone. And Sarah was the kind of person who called her parents every day. And so from the moment they got the news, everyone in Sarah's family, her younger brother, her aunts and uncles and cousins, they all said, we need to take care of Sarah. 
Sarah's got these little babies at home. We need to make things as easy on Sarah as possible. And so they held her up and they took care of the little ones and they fed her and made her get out of bed. And she made it through that first year. And so her family gathered together on the anniversary of that date, that first year. And she went to her aunt and she said, thank you for taking care of me. But I'm ready to hear it now. I want to know what their last moments were like. I want to know what the accident report said. I am ready for you to tell me everything. And so her aunt said, okay, and they went down the hall to a bedroom. Sarah's whole family's in the living room. And her aunt sits her on the bed, and in a very quiet and slow voice, she starts to tell her everything they know about the accident. And Sarah's listening, and she's got that feeling, you know, when you feel like your chest is going to cave in because you're so grief-stricken, and she's listening to her aunt. (laughs) But she's also listening because there's this roar coming down the hallway, this noise, and she knows instantly what it is because one of her uncles is obsessed with all things electronic, and he's discovered there's a Roomba in the house. And so Sarah's getting this devastating noise and she can just hear And then it comes to the door and it starts banging on the door over and over again. And her aunt goes, gosh darn it, Donnie. And Sarah just starts laughing. And it's the first laugh in over a year. And it comes with tears. But Sarah knows what that is. That's not the Roomba. That's God's grace that is giving her a giggle when she is hearing the most terrible news. And Sarah knows that because the thing her mama and daddy taught her above all else was that in Jesus Christ she would have living water over and over again. Her parents told her, I can't save you from the desert But I can promise you that when you are dry and when you are broken and when it's too much, I will pour out living water again and again. And Sarah knew that it wasn't the Roomba and it wasn't Uncle Donnie. It was God's grace banging at the door. In our scripture today, the Jewish festival of Sukkot is happening and it happens in the harvest time of year and during this time everyone goes out and they camp by the fields where the harvest is going to take place and while they are there they worship and they celebrate the God who has given them a harvest the God who has given them water to make things grow. And they also remember their story that they were once in the desert and they had no food and it was dry and parched. And even in the Exodus, the Lord God came and fed them and gave them what they needed. And they celebrate this. 
There is even a day at the festival when they pour water over the altar in gratitude to God for God's life-giving water. And at the festival, I imagine everyone's talking about Jesus. Is he a prophet? Is he a Messiah? Some think he's just an outlaw who needs to be arrested. But Jesus tells them plainly who he is. I am the one that you can come to when you are thirsty and when things are dry and dead. I am the one you can come to and I will give you living water over and over again. I will give you goodness. I will give you what you need to survive. I'll give you a Roomba knocking at the door when you think that you will never laugh again. I'll give you living water. And then Jesus further says, and I'll teach you how to give living water too. Out of the believer's heart will flow living water. You will believe in Jesus and Jesus in turn will be inside of you and will enable you to give living water to the world. The water of hope, the water of all of the goodness of God's love over and over again, we will be able to offer because that is the Holy Spirit working through us. All those people in John's gospel, in this chapter, but in every chapter, the question is, who in the world is this? And in this in particular, they're like, there's not supposed to be a prophet from Galilee. They haven't read Matthew, <laughs> right? Where we know that Jesus came from Nazareth, Bethlehem. This is the prophet and they cannot see it. And Jesus says, just believe and you will have living water from your very heart. It has been said that words that are spoken in great love or great hate set things in motion in the human heart that have eternal consequences. Our Lord and Savior is speaking words of great love to all humanity. And we will all be changed by it. To hear those words, to believe, is to know that that love has been set free in the world, in the person of the Holy Spirit, and exists with us now and wants us to open ourselves so that we can pour out a little bit of water too. This is the great truth. There will always be times of desert and thirst and fear and darkness. And into that, the Spirit comes roaring like a river with a flood of hope, with a flood of forgiveness, with the flood of God's community. Thanks be to God that our thirst is always quenched in the Spirit. Amen.